Please join me in the prayer for illumination found in your bulletin. As your Holy Spirit spoke to Mary, the mother of Jesus, speak to us now through your word that by hearing we too may receive faith and be strengthened to do your will. Amen. This lesson is from the New Testament, Luke chapter 1, 46 through 55. My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely, from now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the Mighty One has done great things for me, and holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. I invite all the adults to be seated. And any kiddos, if you want to come up here and join Pastor Carol, Amy, and I, we'd love to share a word with you. See some kiddos coming up. I've brought some props. Awesome. Great. Yeah, find your space. We're just so glad that you're here with us today and look forward to seeing you again later today in your costumes. It's going to be awesome. So we've been really busy at church. Uh, The pastors, we've been, you know, throughout Advent, a lot's been going on. And some days I haven't even been looking at my watch or the calendar to know what today is. And so I'm curious, does anybody know what today is? Yeah. Christmas Eve. Oh, wait, does that mean that like tomorrow's Christmas? Oh, okay. Okay. Well, I might need to do some shopping in between (laughs) services today. Tomorrow is Christmas. I wanted to just briefly share with you all, because I know that tomorrow you might get some gifts you're expecting and some gifts that are a surprise. I wanted to share with you just briefly the best surprise I've ever gotten on Christmas. And here's a clue. Anybody know what these are? Dog toys and dog treats, yes. Hopefully the dogs that will receive these are not watching TV, so that they're still a surprise. So when I was a kiddo, um, we had to say goodbye to one of my dogs, and I was like really, really, really sad. And it was in the spring, and so I was sad for like eight months. And I really hoped that my mom and dad would give my sister and I a puppy, right? And... On Christmas Eve, we went to church at four o'clock, like maybe some of you are going to come to church at four o'clock tonight. And when we got home, we sat in the TV room of what we called, and all of a sudden, at about 5.10, I remember the time exactly, the door opened, and you could hear these tiny little paws scratching on the hardwoods. And it brought my heart such joy, and here I am getting licked and embraced by this sweet puppy. And I thought that was as good as it gets. About five minutes later, the door opens and another puppy runs in. Can you believe that? 
my parents, word for the wise out there, my parents thought that the puppies would entertain each other and be less destructive if they got two. And I'll give you the uh, preview of the ending, and, and that is that it was triple the destruction, <laughs> triple the messes around the house. But that moment was such a moment filled with surprising joy. Today, we celebrate that God's people longed and hoped for a Savior for years and years and years. And they had all these expectations of what it would look like for God to be faithful. And God gave us the greatest gift and the greatest joy in Jesus. And Jesus was born in a messy place in a really messy time. And yet that moment that we will celebrate this day and we will celebrate in fullness this afternoon is a moment that truly is the foundation of our deepest and greatest and most surprising joy. Would you pray with me tonight or this morning? Good and gracious God, as tonight we celebrate the birth of your son, Jesus Christ, we give you thanks that you surprised us so deeply and so profoundly. I pray, God, that this day, these sweet children and your love and your care would experience the joy of Jesus in their hearts and share it with family and friends that they will see across this holiday season. This we ask by your grace and your spirit and through the prayers of Jesus. Amen. Invite any of our three to five-year-olds, if you want, you can follow Pastor Amy. She's going to take you to Children's Church. Great. Thank you. Do not think I need these dog treats for the homily, so I'll put these back up. Great. And would ask if you would pray with me. Good and gracious God, by your Holy Spirit work in me and through me that truly I might preach with Mary, that your son would preach through me. I pray, God, that in this time, in this space that you have set apart for us to hear your word, that you would open us up fully to receive it, that truly we might experience the fullness of joy and life in Christ. All this we ask in his name. Amen. So friends, about a month ago, on a Monday afternoon, I was asked a surprising question. I had just finished up work, and I'd picked up my kids from Weston Preschool and was headed home. And that's another way of saying that we were stuck in traffic as Autumn's fading light was turning to pitch black darkness at 4.30 in the afternoon, and I had forgotten the snack that day, so my kids were arguing with each other about just about anything. And so distinctly as I remember that moment of surprising joy as a child, I remember exactly where we were when I received the question. We were stuck in bumper-to-bumper traffic on Belmont Boulevard, and we had gone maybe 100 yards in 10 minutes, and as we We continued to go car by car by car up, and the noise in the back got louder and louder, and all of a sudden got quiet and still. And Annie, my five-year-old daughter, asked, Daddy, Daddy, how do I know Jesus is in my heart? And 
For Mary, she need only look at her belly to see the presence of Jesus and her life. Her call story we just sang in our liturgy, that just as the angel invited her to stretch her imagination for what is possible with God, she looks at her belly and she feels in her being the way her womb is stretching and expanding to make life for the one who will bring us all life, baby Jesus. And as we hear Mary sing this morning in the Magnificat, it's important to know that she is with her cousin Elizabeth, who has also received a surprising announcement of good news, that after years and years of being barren in her womb and receiving the social shame that that came with in that time, she is now with a child. He will be John the Baptist, and he will prepare the way of the Lord. But after Mary received that announcement from the angel, her response was to go and to be with her cousin Elizabeth. It's like they found solidarity in the sisterhood of the surprise. And maybe you've been in a place like that too, where something so surprising and good in your life is happening that you need to find someone that even if it's unbelievable, will just celebrate it with you. That's the context from which this word of praise sings from Mary's lips. We hear it again that Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord and the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my savior. She celebrates that God has lifted up her lowliness. And in that lifting up of her lowliness, God is exalting the humble, that God is pulling down the powerful from their thrones, that God is filling the hungry with good food that satisfies like the most wonderful of holiday meals and sending the rich away empty. And all of this is God's gracious work, the God who has been faithful from generation to generation to generation. And in this great story of God's mighty acts of salvation, Mary is saying, how lucky, how blessed am I that you saw me and that you lifted me up for this special, most holy and blessed of roles in the story. There's a challenge and there's a conviction in Mary's songs, so much so that I learned this week that in the 80s, in some Latin American governments, particularly in Guatemala, churches were banned from singing or reading Mary's Magnificat because the powerful leaders were afraid of what God's people might do in response. And while there are those revolutionary undertones in this song, many of which are convicting to me, I want us to visit those here in a moment because I think we can miss that Mary's whole song is grounded in a true moment of worship and praise. Mary is celebrating that those promises we've heard throughout this Advent season from the prophet Isaiah, those promises of renewal and life, that those are not happening in days to come or way out there, but they're happening in her very flesh and in this very moment of her rejoicing. Again, the joy of the Lord is not something that she has to celebrate at arm's length. With every kick and jolt from baby Jesus in her belly, 
That joy is transforming her from her inmost being. And her response is to be moved in fullness to praise God, to magnify God. And I love the way that theologian Rowan Williams sees in Mary's honest praise an open invitation for us all. He reflects that real praise is about forgetting myself, maybe even forgetting my feelings, so that the sheer radiance and beauty of something beyond myself can begin to come to life in me. He goes on to say that in Mary's situation and in Mary's life, we witness her making room for something, someone so far beyond her imagining coming to life in her, all bearing forth as praise. It's amazing how being open to praise and worship lead us into the fullness of joy. I experienced a dark season of God's absence and seeming absence in my life in a really confusing season. Uh, I had just taken a really bold move to enroll at Duke Divinity School and begin following God in this call toward ordained ministry. No one in my family has ever been a pastor. My parents might have asked, can you get a job if you go to seminary? It was a confusing place to take this bold step of faith. And three months into that journey, it was so odd that all of a sudden God felt really absent and silent. And it wasn't because of anything I was studying was challenging my faith so deeply. It's what St. John of the Cross called the dark night of the soul, or Mother Teresa simply called the darkness. A friend saw me in that low place, and he invited me to begin volunteering at this beautiful ministry called Reality. And it's a ministry that brings people with and without this intellectual disabilities together for worship and for prayer, for fun, and also for shared work and common life. And uh, we worship together in this sort of ragged old community center that was about as far from Duke Chapel and its beauty as you could ever possibly imagine. And one of the songs of praise that we sang really carried me in that season. It was called I Am For You. It's called I Am For You. And it was written by two of my friends, Sloan and Lee. Lee is one of those unbelievably freakishly gifted musicians that you all so well know in Nashville. And he has the gifts to do anything in the world. And he toured the country with his band. And yet he decided to live in this community, to live in a small apartment, and to pray with friends with and without disabilities, and to see that as his musical vocation. My friend Sloan has lived with cerebral palsy his whole life, so that he communicates through groans and sighs too deep for words and through thoughts that he's able to share through his computer. Thanks be to God for technology. Together, Sloan and Lee took the I am statements from Jesus across the gospel of John, and they condensed them into this refrain and song, I am for you. And I, I found, friends, that even though I could not feel God's presence in my life in that season, 
whenever we would gather together and praise God and sing and break bread and share stories, that there was this joy coming to life in me that I could not control and I could not explain. And as I reflect on it now, it was truly the joy of the Lord. And it carried me. It carried me. All this week, I've heard that refrain, I am for you, singing with Mary's song. Because to return to the piece that is challenging about Mary's song, by all metrics of the global economy, I'm rich. I'm well-educated and I'm well-established. And so there's this challenge in Mary's song where I wonder, is God's joy and this joy of the Lord that she describes, is it closed off from me? But when I hear that refrain, I am for you, I see the open invitation for us all, that God is so for our humanity and our life and our abundance of joy that God will not let the ways that we have chosen to live apart from God or to live apart from each other have the final word. And so even if it feels like God is scattering us in our thoughts and in our haughtiness and in our intelligence, it's actually God leading us into a life of dependence and grace and simple love. Or if it feels like God is pulling us down from our palaces and places of privilege to be with people we never thought we would ever associate, it's actually God inviting us into beloved community that we would discover the poor not only for their needs, but for their deepest gifts. And if it feels like God sending us the rich away empty, maybe it's the Spirit nudging us to hunger for the life that is truly life. And while it comes at first a great cost, Jesus warns us about that throughout all of the Gospels, it's actually God's relentless desire for you. God not letting you settle for any lesser love. God nudging and shepherding you into the fullness of life and joy in Christ Jesus. I really can't remember how I answered my daughter's question, but knowing myself, it was likely far too clear and complete because the more I have sung with Mary in this season and reflected on my life and ministry in Advent, the more I would say that any of my knowing that Jesus is present in my life has always come as a surprising joy. I've heard you witness to that too this week, how in our Tuesday morning Bible study, we shared that Jesus called us to be a Stephen minister, even though we didn't know we had those gifts and we felt the joy of caring for those in need and grieving. Or we heard God call us to go to Riverside and to go and be in ministry with those persons who are in prison. And we discovered the joy of a joy that knows no bounds and can liberate us even from behind closed bars. It's a joy that we felt in here in October as we celebrated 150 years of faithful ministry and we created space in our liturgy to both celebrate our acts of faithfulness and also to confess 
the spaces where we didn't love our neighbors or we didn't fully love God. And we experience in that space the liberation of God leading us into a new future. It's the joy that a group of us had in late August as we went to the Capitol and joined a group of peacemakers advocating for gun reform. And we surrounded the Capitol and saying, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. We have known and shared in the joy of Christ. And yet I know that maybe for some of us, that whether it be because of the tenuous nature of your family or health or work, the tenuous nature of your marriage, or it be because of the tragedies happening in the world, in Gaza, in Israel, in Ukraine, that maybe for you, joy feels elusive and far-fetched. I pray that wherever we are on that spectrum, that today we would be grounded in the gospel, that God's joy is birthed in our deepest vulnerability, in the womb of an unwed teenager, Mary, and that honest admission, I need help or we need help, and the courage to let go of the grudge and seek reconciliation, and the clarity to say, I have enough. Maybe I should start thinking about giving away. And the openness to praise God, even when you can't feel God's presence. This very moment is one that is pregnant with divine possibility. For in Jesus Christ, the God who is always for us has eternally chosen to be with us so that we in our wounded world and weary lives might experience the fullness of joy in him. Thanks be to God. Amen.